Welcome in, everyone, to episode 125 of the Bowcast podcast. Is, is it 125 yet, Akora? I, I don't know yet, because you I, started saying a number, and I was like, honestly? I, I just, like, I feel like I said 125 <laughs> in the last episode, but I, I don't even know. Let me just, uh, anyway, if I, if, yeah, I think it's 125. Yeah, Cruz was, uh, 125. <laughs> anyway, 125 on the Bowcast podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Recovering Anacor. Oh, doing? Recovered, even. You know? Oh, okay, so so for I our audience, they don't know, but this is actually we're recording this the following day after we recorded with yeah. Tom Cruise, or like two days after, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so it might seem like you know Anakor, well, he had like two weeks to recover, but he's uh yeah, it's, it's actually only two days. But Brev bounce back, feeling good. No, Australia know? does wonders, I guess. Yeah, man. But we are joined today with another special guest. We had a guest last episode, and we're excited to have another one, too. We're joined by the one and only competitor, player, and a judge, Scrappin' Pete. Pete, how you doing? I'm pretty good, guys. How about you? Good, good. We are uh, about a day after Community Day for, I guess, most of us. I, maybe you, Anna Corsa, May, two Me, days two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're in the future. Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday morning already, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> real far in there. But uh, we're, we're t- we'll talk about Clotsire for sure in this episode. But mm-hmm. um, in general, we'll, we'll talk a lot about Pete as well. But yeah, Pete, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, I know your username's Scrapping Pete. I assume your real name's Pete, although I guess there's a chance that it might not be Pete. because, yeah, well, there's <laughs> PvP Steve's <laughs> name's not even Steve, so that <laughs> yeah, threw me no, off. No. So, so you never know. That's, that's uh, true. No. <laughs> No, I, I go by Pete. Uh, like actual name's Peter, but yeah, I just incorporated my uh, my real name into my in-game name just for like a, a fancy handle. And are you um, like a, I, a scrapper? Yeah, you, you like uh, to get like those. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that anymore. But that's kind like of where I got the name from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, a fighting background, or just like like in the streets kind of thing. Oh, uh, no, I. I would say I was a little rough growing up, I guess. Yeah. I, I can handle <laughs> so myself good. when I needed to. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But those that. days are long behind me. Hey, this is for anyone who wants to make a frivolous dispute, yeah? Just, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> know who you're dealing well, with. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you won't have to call security. You just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, puts on a friendly demeanor, but he, he throws a scrap in, in his name just, just as a little caution, cautionary it tale won't. for those yeah. that want to that wanna step on his toes. Um, but yeah, so uh, tell us about a little about your journey in Pokemon Go and just Pokemon General. Did you grow up playing the games? Have you always been a Pokemon fan, or was Pokemon Go kind of like one of the first games you ever started into? Um, I've been a Pokemon fan. I guess I would say my whole life. Um, I growing up, I started with Red and Blue, like some of us. I don't know. I'm, I might be aging myself. I'm I'm a bit old, but uh, yeah, I started with Red and Blue, and then played Gold and Silver, and then what else did I? Oh, I played Ruby Sapphire on the Game Boy Advance. And then I kind of pieced out for a bunch of years. Like, well, I got older in high school. Pokemon wasn't the coolest thing to do. And obviously career chasing and stuff. And then uh, 2016 rolls on by and Pokemon Go comes out for your phone. And I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, I'll give this a try. And then, what do you know? I got hooked pretty quickly. <laughs> and yeah. uh, now uh, it's probably the longest game I've ever played. Like, it's been out, what, seven years now? And mm-hmm. still going strong. And I'm still enjoying playing it. And now like now just not even playing it i'm also like helping the game grow which is quite rewarding as well like doing this judging thing so 
I've had a great time. The people I've met, like you guys and everybody else, it's, it's been in, like an incredible experience. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, I, I feel like we have similar stories too because I, I didn't play Gen 3 because I never had the Game Boy Advance, but I stopped at Gen yeah. 2 and same thing, right? It was just like, uh, like no one in my school is really playing Pokemon anymore. So, and then. Pokemon Do you know what's Go. actually mad? Yeah. Is that like, yeah. <laughs> for me, yeah, there was this time, I think it was like, I may have been in like maybe year eight or year nine or something like that, yeah. And do you remember the BlackBerry? Yeah. The what? Yes. BlackBerry. Oh, the BlackBerry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so crazy, there was like, you were eight or nine when that came no, out. No, no, like, no, yeah, like, year, year eight or nine. So that's like, that's like <laughs> I was maybe like 13, 14, something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. basically the, the BlackBerry had come out and it was the, the cheaper one. And then all of a sudden, like everyone had the BlackBerry, right? And there was a, a GBA emulator that you could download onto the BlackBerry. So there was what? this whole year where everyone was just playing like Pokemon, I think like they were playing gold and silver specifically. Cause I, on I know. A it there. Yeah. 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 How does he yeah, no, no, look okay. at it? It might have not been a GBA emulator. It might've been just like a Game Boy emulator. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I remember that was a, yeah, that was, a, that was a thing in my school. No, me and people like were too cool for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I think, uh, I think this is what the cool people were doing. <laughs> whenever I, I remember left... playing, like, I remember battling, uh, like, uh, like I think I would have been like grade eight, nine, and maybe even ten. Like bringing the Game Boys into school and spending our lunch hours in the cafeteria battling each other with the good old link cables and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's what I remember. <laughs> uh, people were I I remember in Silver and Gold you could duplicate Pokemon. Like you could duplicate like Master Ball as well oh, with like yeah, some yeah. trick in the. Well, oh, you just had Game Shark back then, huh? <laughs> You just had a Game Shark back then, if you really. Oh wanted. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could do that too as well. Yeah, that's another option. Yeah. So I remember on the school bus, someone duped me their Entei, and we traded it to me. And literally, that's that very evening, two of my neighbors were hanging out, and they were like, "Oh, can we like play on your Game Boy card? Like, we won't save or anything." I was like, "Yeah, hey, no problem. Just don't save, and it'll be good." And then every time you go to like heal up your Pokemon, it always has like it forces you to save button, right? It's like, "Hey, to continue, yeah. you want to save, right?" And then they just click yes, like out of habit. Wipe my entire file. Yeah, oh, so I lost Entei and everything, bro. and I had to start from. I was so mad. I still bro, remember. I you moved house, you freaking, know. freaking Lucy. I know her. I mean, she still. Well, you can tell it's scarred, uh-huh. but I, I still know. Yeah. You can tell it's scarred. You still remember? Oh, definitely. I remember the very moment I was at the neighbor's place, and I guess like, I don't know. They were just like upstairs, or I don't know. It was her and my other neighbor Lily, and they just wipe my file clean i was so mad but i didn't know what to do i was like going to do at that point it was all lost um, Judge judy bro <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no she's a nice person she just messed up but uh so okay so go comes out in 2016 and yes. did you have you been playing go ever since or did you like take a break because i know obviously like some of the earlier years was like kind of especially before race drop like there wasn't as much to do after like the first few months right uh, I played it daily, but I wouldn't say for, for about the first year, I was kind of like a catch a couple Pokemon, spin a couple stops and stop playing kind of thing. Right. Cause like we all remember like the first couple months of the game, it was like jinx everywhere and <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry, drowsy everywhere. That's, that's what it was. It was drowsy everywhere and Pidgey everywhere. It wasn't very exciting to play. Right. But then, uh, when raids started. Uh, that's what really got me sucked into the game because then I actually got to meet my local community because uh, 
like we spent like the first whole year like fighting each other in gyms trying to get control and get to get your coins and stuff right and then when raids started we actually started meeting each other and going oh you're the guy who i've been had fought with that gym for like two hours and then <laughs> oh yeah you're that guy and stuff and then we all started becoming friends and that's where, where i feel like the game really started to take off was when raids started <laughs> yeah well, I see you repping Team Valor too, so definitely, definitely. Yes, exactly. For sure. Um, yeah, you're in the Toronto area, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. So, did you? I, did I you live know? in a suburb. But okay. Yeah. Did you know of like King back then? Because I remember he was like all about like getting people to level forty and like like the most amount of level forties in the city compared to other cities and stuff like that, or like. Oh no, I wasn't. I didn't actually know King very well back then. Okay. Um, like I heard of him, but I wasn't too hardcore of a player. So gotcha. like I had I had no idea what the Toronto scene was even like yet until I yeah, yeah. I started venturing down there occasionally and my mind was blown because <laughs> uh, like because I live about an hour away from Toronto and it's it's a different play experience out here <laughs> like I yeah I can do okay like I've helped build some decent areas through Wayfair and stuff like but mm -hmm. back then it wasn't anything compared to what it is now <laughs> yeah no definitely. Um, so, and then PVP, so obviously you're in, you're into raid scene for sure. And then PVP yes. dropped. Did you start PVP uh, like right away? Cause I, I know you played still for quite a bit, right? I don't know. I don't remember if yes. like, you started like right when Boulder cup rolled around or like what your, Oh yeah. The, yeah. Right? My first tournament was Boulder cup. I remember running the double, the double, sorry, the double scarm teams and stuff. And when we could run <laughs> yep. double Pokemon. Yeah, no species clause was <laughs> great. <laughs> Wait, could you bring triple Pokemon or did they have you a could, if you want you to. Could. So so yeah. uh, so as a little context, there's no species clause. So everyone pretty much ran double Skarmory. Some people ran double Medjam. I didn't have a hundred percent Medjam, so I didn't build one. But I ran yeah, triple Mud Boys. So I ran two Marshtomp and a Whiskash. Well, one had Water Gun, one had Mud uh, Mudshot, and then my fifth, po my sixth Pokemon was a Magneton that was, that wasn't Legacy. So I just used it for bench pressure because like it, it wasn't actually good. With, <laughs> what, like, what's the Legacy charge mean? beam? It was. It was Thundershock at the time. It was Thundershock. It's not yeah. legacy anymore, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I just ran. I just ran. Uh, Skarmory double Mud Boy in the first game, and the double Skarmory Mud Boy <laughs> marched off in the second <laughs> game when they finally. Bring I can't in believe the we actually. Yeah, I can't believe we actually played in cups like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, got, yeah. I, I, I was, remember uh, when PVP dropped. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, sorry. Oh no and no, no I, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, like I remember when PVP dropped. And then self came out shortly afterwards and then I'm going, okay, cool. Like, how do we get this started? And I was like the only one in my community that I actually wanted to establish something. So I actually ran local self tournaments in mm. like my Toronto oh, suburb for, for a while to establish, to actually yeah. get it established. But back then you could also play at the same time, mm -hmm. right? Like you could be an organizer and still play in your own tournaments. Right. It's because I remember uh, J like, farm actually came out to the first tournament. You remember, remember J farm back yeah. in the day? <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he must have just started making content. Well, well, I guess, like, what he means, of course, like, in, like, the championship circuit, you can't, like, oh, right. play as a judge and, like, you know, and uh, yeah, and judge, right? You know. Yeah, like, I can't be a judge and play in the same tournament. Like, right. you have to choose what you want to do each tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, so J-Farm was also, I guess, around your area. How big were the tournaments in your area when it started? Uh, I was getting about a dozen people. Oh, like, cool. uh, but I was also going, I was going into Toronto too and playing in the bigger Toronto ones too. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. And then like, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And then like, uh, it, it started growing and then like we had a big PVP community in Toronto. Like, uh, uh, I think it was season two. We had Sinister Cup was the first cup that started. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think we had like I think we had sixty or seventy people come out for Sinister yeah. Cut. It was called Sinister in the Six. Yeah, I and remember. I, I remember seeing the clip of um, uh, Dragon Silk Mango tying yeah. it up in the like to to force like a multi way tie in that like final game three in the finals. And then uh, yeah. like he thought he lost, and he managed to get like an ice punch off or something on his polyrath. And then um, J Farm like ripped like. Jimmo Banks's suit because they were casting it too. I've never seen that clip. He like he's, he like ripped it. Except he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And he just ripped it. Yeah. Um, those those were some fun days. Like yeah. uh, before uh, play Pokemon became a thing. I think that was I think that was like top Sylph like yep. back then. That, that was when Sylph was at its finest, right before COVID and everything else, right? Right. Yeah. Did you go to any of the megas in like? North I America? did actually. Yeah. I I played in the uh, Orlando Mega. Oh, okay, yeah. I I don't know if yeah. we talked to each other there, but yeah, that was uh. uh we might have, yeah. I I kind of scrubbed out that day, anyways, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. I just happened to be on vacation down there and uh, made it work at the same oh, time, good. so it worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how many people. It was like hundreds of people would travel in North America to Anacor, right? So like, yeah. which you know, you know, people don't travel much in North America, but they would travel in North America every month to these megas. And it would be like hundreds of people with like nothing to play for besides just like a grassroots ranking, right? Like there was no like, there was no like prize, massive prize money or like auto worlds it might be win. It was just. That sounded like more attendance than actual regionals, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was. uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yeah like that's what we kind of need to strive for yeah. when it comes to play pokemon like i want to relive those days but like now on in like a, an official path right yeah do you know what it's mad because it's like i started playing um like competitive during covid so i hear all these stories and i've like seen the video of that really large tournament in i think it was LA. like in london when there was like Foe against Richie in the final. Oh, oh, it was uh, the Nut versus Richie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, so I've seen that stuff, yeah, and I've like heard of it and things like that. But still, to this day, I don't. I'm thinking, like, what what was it that Mm. you know drew everyone there, got people to fly over, and you know what is it that we can maybe use here? Because I have no idea. I literally have no idea. I'm like, this is insane. You know, the kind of my, numbers that they were getting was wild. My theory, part of it is, well, well, it's it's a little different, right? Because for Sylph back then, when we had Sylph, obviously, uh, for the single Sylph, it was, you had a different meta per month, and then you could choose one cup per month to, like, be your, like, weighted, like, 10 times weighted, right? So, yeah. like, regardless of the result of this one, it's going to count 10 times more than any other cup you play. And you have, like, diminishing returns for other ones. Mm. So everyone wants to go to... And so and then the more rounds there were, more Swiss rounds there were, the more points you could potentially grab, right? Like a like a 5-2 is going to be typically better than a 4-1 in a small right. tournament, right? Or, like, a, like a 6-2 would be way better than, like, a maybe a 5-0 even. So... Um, and it was really, I feel like, inspired a lot by Latam, too, which we'll talk about a little bit. Because right off the bat, I remember when Boulder Cup came out, they had, like, 400 people at a tournament. Wow. And I'm like, oh, it was, the first it, it was, it was insane. Yeah, it, was, it insane. was like, it wasn't just, like, one place in Latin America. It would be, like, Argentina, Chile, like, Brazil, like, everywhere. They would have these massive photos. I'm just like, what? Like, I was insane. like, we had 60 people for our Boulder <laughs> Cup. I thought that was good, right? But, and they, they would say, like, yeah, they play, like, all day, like, five, six hours, right? Or eight hours, because... I mean, organizing probably was a little rough on the first ones, but they all stayed around and played and mm. took a huge group photo. But 
anyway, so back then, uh, you had your you had one cup that could rank uh, like rank you up in the global rankings quite a bit every month. So it, it incentivized people to go to the biggest tournament every month if possible, right? And that really started being a trend, especially in North America in season two, but I think in Europe and other places as well. And so I think that's partially why, because now like it's imagine you said like, oh, if you compete at Pittsburgh, uh, you have and you win it all, do really well, you have you have like a full clean slate of rankings you could grab onto at Sacramento, right? So it's like a lot of the same players went to these different tournaments as well. I guess essentially internationals right now are almost the equivalent where like the amount of CP is so much higher that it's like if you're going to go anywhere, then you may as well. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I think the other part of it is the the novelty of it too, right? Um, Because like back then, like we didn't really know what Pokemon did. Like I feel like the first source of use of Skullbash Lapras, they were like a straight up genius, right? They're like, wait, why would you ever want Skullbash on Lapras? And they're like, wait, you could be a Zoomerill, you could be like all these things, right? Like, like Skullbash is like, and like we didn't know how strong a Safe Swap Vigroth was until like all of a sudden at Worlds in North America, you're like, wait, Safe Swap Vigroth is like kind of broken, right? Um, yeah. So people just didn't know these things. So I think like that was maybe part of it too, but that's hard to say. Yeah, sorry, you were saying something, Pete? I interrupted you. Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, so, so, yeah, so you, you're like an OG, OG in all senses, which is, uh, yes, pretty, I've been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, so obviously, Grassroots was around for a couple years and then, you know, uh, COVID happened. We just had like online tournaments for a while. Um, yeah, that kind of killed itself for me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, did you still continue playing solo self? I know you did factions, right? The team format, but did you still play yeah. solo self? Or, um, like after season two, I stopped with solo self because it just wasn't the same for me. Like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed self because of the in person aspect of it getting the getting to meet people and battling in person and like battling remotely like doing 10 tournaments a month just wasn't cutting it for me anymore so i kind of yeah. just i cut back on that mm-hmm. but yeah i do do factions and i i do enjoy playing in factions when i got time life's been a little busy lately but yeah. i do enjoy uh playing when i when i do get an opportunity still yeah I remember because uh, last time we faced in factions, I I hard counted you all three games, and I somehow still lost two of them. So, <laughs> yeah, but you got me the time before, so I think we're even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it came down to we had like a nail biter, like one point difference in that game, uh, that whole oh. series. Um, yeah, but okay, so I and then you know the official championship series launched. Uh, did you attend any your first year? Uh, I, yeah, I um, so uh, so I played in Indianapolis, like the first go tournament ever. That was okay. just a disaster in general. But yeah, uh, yeah, I played I played in that one. And then I played in Vancouver. Okay. And then I nice. played uh, NAIC the first season. Oh, so you we pretty much did almost all the North American ones outside of Milwaukee at that point. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't make it to Milwaukee that season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just excited to uh, experience the. Uh, like that that like finally an official tournament maybe like we can get this like relive the old sylph days and mm-hmm. stuff it hasn't been quite it's been a lot different than the old sylph days but in a good way <laughs> right right and um yeah that must have been interesting too because i know i know you know king like a lot these days too and seeing him probably win yes. indianapolis must have been something something kind of special yeah that was pretty yeah yeah that was pretty cool i keep bugging him i said he's got to defend his title this year <laughs> no <laughs> i know because um did he end up staffing at Toronto? 
Yes. Okay, he ended up okay because I I I could have sworn I he said something about he he potentially wasn't staffing it, and I was like, oh, you you got to compete at Toronto if if you're not staffing right. Like I know you said you're going to retire after that that World's 2023, but like or 2024 yeah, yeah. or 2022, but like I feel like this is a prime opportunity to come out of retirement. Um, yeah, no, no, he's uh well he's kind of retired anyways, but he and he enjoys the staffing, and he was a, he was he ran helped us run bracket in Toronto. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, so obviously you have kind of some organizing background. I can't remember the specific regional. Maybe it was Baltimore. It was like one of the earlier ones of last season, season two of the championship series. Yeah. You essentially, if correct me if I'm wrong, you essentially went to compete, but yes. you were pulled on last minute to staff. Can you, are you able to tell us about how that? Oh, yeah, out? for sure. Yeah, this is this is a fun story. So yeah, I was literally uh, me, King, Cindy, and Kevin Solidaris. We're all in a car driving to Baltimore from Toronto. So, but halfway into the drive, like King is saying, "Oh man, we're like another person backed out." I can't remember who who backed out, but they couldn't make the tournament as staff. Mm-hmm. And going, "Oh man, we're going to be kind of short this time." And I'm going, "Well, uh, like I would uh, like I'm open to staffing, but I, I didn't have my professor course at the time yet." So they, he said, okay, I'll, I'll mention your name and see what happens to the organizer. And then they said, yeah, sure, bring them on. So I so I went from like pretty much uh, scrimming with Cindy and team building in the car to going, holy cow, I'm going to be staffed this weekend now, right? <laughs> so so it still went down. I show up at the venue on Friday. I had no idea what I was signing up for, but I'm going, okay, this is cool. I'm happy to help. Or, and then I ended up being a stream judge on the Saturday and I'm going, holy cow, like this kind yeah. of escalated pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then like, I, I didn't really know what to expect and I wasn't even really sure if I was going to enjoy my time doing it, but uh, I had a great time that weekend and uh, I, I did everything right, I guess, because they asked me to keep coming back and they're still asking me to come back. So yeah, like I, I haven't, uh, I haven't even, thought about competing ever since uh since that tournament because uh, i'm having a really good time just uh being being a judge and helping these tournaments improve because i feel like they've come a long way especially from the season that i competed in like the, mm-hmm. the the og season and then till now like the the changes have just been night and day yeah that's that's what i was going to ask you too because i was like ever since then i could have sworn i was like has he even competed in a tournament since then? I feel like the answer is no, right? Like that was supposed to be, that was like the last tournament you could have potentially competed in, but then you've just been judging ever since. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fun story too, is that uh, Baltimore was actually capped. It was 128. But with me not playing it, it wasn't a capped tournament anymore. It was 127. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, thought about playing at all like maybe next season i don't know i want to make sure like the like the circuit can actually run so i if i if i actually decide to play like i can actually have a good experience because yeah. my playing experiences like the first season weren't very good and that was one of my main goals was to help the you know, like everyone else have a good experience because like yeah. i had such a shitty experience my first couple of regionals just because they were poop shows but yeah, things yeah, have gotten yeah. a lot better so now I, i'm more i can almost start seeing an avenue where i actually might come back and start playing on the circuit again yeah, yeah. definitely. i think you know what i think one thing that's valuable um that we should all appreciate is obviously you're you're doing this from a perspective of like well if i was the player this is the kind of you know quality of um tournament this is the kind of experience that i would want 
and yes. you know that's the thing that's driving your staffing and i think that's the best perspective for it because obviously people have different reasons for why they um staff but i feel like that approach is the thing that's really gonna um you know improve the game and like you said it has meant that there's been a lot of improvements really really quickly as well you know yeah like the, to be a staff at these events like you uh, you can never like look at it as a full-time job like you, you gotta actually really enjoy doing it because you're not getting rich off by doing it like you have to just enjoy it like really enjoy doing it and be passionate about it because otherwise you're not going to be successful at it <laughs> that's the way i look at it definitely yeah so obviously you went to baltimore uh on like planning to be a competitor originally yes was and i know you you played in that first original season or that first season too was it kind of always on the back of your mind that you want to be a judge or was it kind of just like oh it happened you enjoyed it and you're like hey i want to keep doing this or like what's it like something you always kind of want to aim towards eventually even if this opportunity um i don't know if i was planning to aim towards it like as much as i'm doing now it kind of just worked out that way but i did have it in my mind that i'd like to try it at some point like last season like before last, uh, like let's just say we look at Baltimore. Like I was planning to play in Baltimore and then maybe hopefully staff my first event in Toronto. But then things kind of just went a completely direction, and I rolled with it, and and we're here now. And yeah, like I've had a great time. And like as you as you mentioned earlier, like I'm gonna be in Brazil in in a week, which is just crazy to me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the places that we've been to this this like this past year just to help these tournaments run has just been incredible. Yeah. So you've been to, uh, obviously you've been to a ton of North America regionals. You've been to EYC yes. as well, uh, probably yes. NAIC too. What other places yeah. have you been? To? Japan as well, Worlds? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was uh, I was Pokemon Go Ahead judge at Worlds. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then I did, uh, I, I was, uh, what, assistant head judge at NAIC. And then mm-hmm. uh, EYC, I was, a, I was a judge there as well. And then uh, for the upcoming Brazil, I'm assistant head judge for that event as well nice that's incredible who's head judge for yeah. brazil uh a, a gentleman named christian i can't quite remember his okay. last name but he's a he's a brazilian uh play pokemon professor mm-hmm. i think he was the head judge last year for laac as well that's awesome nice what is um i guess for those that are interested in becoming judges or just for those that are curious like myself what's kind of like the process of like who who gets picked to judge where or you know like the positionings and stuff like that obviously like if you do good work you'll you'll probably get more opportunities but is there like a kind of specific like pathway to this kind of stuff or is it kind of just oh uh, well varies? the first thing should should be like going to pokemon.com and like signing up for uh, like a play pokemon account mm-hmm. and then also uh do it's like doing your uh picking a course to do so for pokemon go there isn't like a tcg test or a vg test uh, so f- currently for go you would you would want to take the organizer path so you it's a it's a test you got to read some like book uh read some knowledge and then show that you actually read the stuff by answering some questions it's not overly complicated but then that'll get you your uh, your basic organizer course which then you can uh, apply to become a professor once you have that and then they'll do some background checks on you and stuff. And then that, that would be stage one, because then you can kind of get to learn like the core, the core values of the play Pokemon program and, and such. And then as for getting into getting your foot into the door of regionals, uh, every organizer will run a, like an application process, like a couple months ahead of time where anybody who has like the proper credentials, 
or even just wants the like the help like you don't actually have to be a professor to help at all roles at the regional like you can do like security or like prize wall stuff where you don't even have to be uh, a professor making rulings on the floor you can do tasks like that but anyways you can you can apply kind of like a job posting throw your name in list your experience and list some references and cross your fingers and hope uh hope you'll get selected yeah but uh there's also like if you are attending those regionals as a player you can also get to know uh the organizers in person as well like uh, like like oh it's all about networking a little bit too right like like if they know who you are and you seem like a if they know who you are and they see your name in an application, they're a little more likely to to pick you, right? <laughs> if they've yeah. met you before. Definitely. Yeah, if you can carpool with a judge to an event too, maybe that helps as well sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, because I feel like we've had some listeners ask in the past, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm a competitor, but I also want to help organize. I also want to help judge. I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, you know, which I'd rather do and stuff like that. And I, I remember I just told them like, hey, look, if you have a chance to judge, why not give it a try once and see how you feel, right? Because um, I think you probably were in a similar situation where like you, you didn't know maybe exactly what the experience was going to be like, but uh, yeah, I had later, no idea. You've, you've gone all around the world and uh, done so yeah. much judging and helped kind of grow the scene in so many ways that I probably you probably didn't even expect what would be kind of your path. No, I just this whole year like this like past 13 months has just been incredible like it's yeah. more than i could have ever imagined just for uh, being convinced to uh volunteer on a car ride down to the first regional last <laughs> season right <laughs> yeah no that's incredible um i'm sure those that are interested in judging too they might be curious how what are if you don't mind sharing too what are like kind of yeah. the financial aspects of this right because it's like like, do they cover flights, lodging, stuff like that? Or do they compensate judges to help cover some of these costs? Because obviously it's, it's, it'd be great to go to every tournament, but it's, you know, it's not free to fly anywhere, right? In most No, countries. no, no. It's yeah. definitely not. Well, flight, yeah, flights, transportation are expensive. But mm -hmm. uh, the way the organizers will uh, assist you or, I guess, compensate you for helping at these events is that uh, they'll give you a certain amount of uh, booster boxes or packs per hour. Like, which is predetermined when you uh, agree after they ask you if you want to uh, assist with the tournament. And then uh, they also pay you a, a stipend, a daily stipend. It's nothing, it's nothing to write home about, but it definitely does help pay for food and some of your hotel and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you also get these goodie bags, which uh, if, you, if you've actually played in a play Pokemon tournament, you usually get a play mat or a hat sometimes. So as staff, we'll get that same play map, but it'll have staff written on it, for example. Mm -hmm. And same thing with uh, like the promo cards that you'll get as a competitor. We'll get the same card, but it'll have staff promo. Mm -hmm. So you can keep you can decide to keep some of that stuff as souvenirs, or you can elect to sell it. That also help finance your trips as well, right? Yeah, gotcha. You ever cool. notice um, some of the other judges getting more packs per hour? Of, no. Someone, no, uh, <laughs> no no one's negotiated a higher higher pack weight no <laughs> uh well maybe behind the scenes they have but oh. i haven't noticed anything yeah, yeah. Probably keep but uh reason. it's pretty it's pretty well explained so everyone kind of knows what they're signing up for like especially if you're in leadership positions you get a little bit more like every, everybody knows that because you were taking on additional responsibilities. Of course, you're going to want a little bit extra, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It does. Uh, does that change on like uh like on the international level for internationals and world championships? Yeah, internationals and world championships are, uh, I guess, almost the real rewards for your hard work. Like on like if you're grinding your regional circuit, because those trips are. Uh, you're you're taking you're taking care of a, a like a bit better I guess I would say because your flight would be covered if you if you're lucky enough to get invited to one of those events so your flight and your hotel and your food is all covered on those mm-hmm. trips so you don't really have any personal expenses besides your uh, your your own time off your uh, personal career for example yeah that's yeah, the yeah. only thing you really have to worry about that's awesome yeah I think um yeah I've spoken to a few judges too and they definitely talked about how like uh you know how getting that invite to an international or worlds is definitely a huge milestone for judges too so congrats to you too oh. on your first season judging getting uh well at least like two internationals and a, a world's invite right for yeah like uh it was it was such an honor it was an absolute honor because like i applied for like lac last year i applied for uh, uh ocic didn't get them like i like I threw my name in the hat. I wasn't expecting too much because I was kind of the new guy in the block, right? And then all of a sudden, EUIC rolled around and I got selected for that one. And I was going, "Holy crap! This is this is this is real! Like (laughs) like, this is really cool!" And like, "Wow! What a like what a responsibility! Like I can't wait to to to, like prove that they made the right choice by inviting me because it's like it's it's just such an honor, Mm -hmm. right? That they're uh, they're willing to invest this time and resources into you to get you to these places to help out, right?" Yeah, definitely. And one year later, you you are going to LAIC as well. So yes, that's uh that's gonna be super exciting. Let's talk a little about that too. Have you been to South America slash Brazil before, or will this be your first? Yeah, year? actually, I've been to Brazil a few times over oh, okay. the years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how's how's your Portuguese? Because uh, I'll be going as well as a commentator, and let's just say my Portuguese <laughs> is is not very good. <laughs> uh, I would say my Portuguese is probably not much better than yours. Okay. <laughs> Even though I've been there a few times, it's a hard language to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard language to pick up. Yeah, I feel like uh, I learned a few years of Spanish in high school and middle school, but I feel like because it's like people say it's similar, but like it, for me, it like actually trips me up more because it's kind of similar, but it's like a lot more different than you would expect. It's more like Spanish is more similar to Italian than Portuguese, in my opinion, especially Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. But. Like you, like you'll be able to pick up some of the words. Like you, know, like if you're reading a menu or something, well, some of the words are similar, and you kind of be able to figure it out. But mm-hmm. like other than that, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, what's your specific role within LAIC? If you already know it, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, one of the two assistant head judges for Pokemon Go. Gotcha. So we have a we have a head judge and two assistant head judges for because it's a 256 person tournament for laic so yeah Yeah. that's gonna be uh it's gonna be huge and uh i think latin america in general too their their excitement for go is i mean we saw right in the early sylph days oh yeah even recently they had like um they had like a sylph like battle tower events like maybe like the last two within two months before like a month or two before sylph was like like you know, close down forever. They had like a huge one. Yeah. That I think Mentuski won in like Argentina or something mm-hmm. and, or Chile. And it had like 300 something people still or 200 plus people for just a grassroots tournament, which is wild. Oh, I'm excited. I'm just excited to see the turnout because it's, it's going to be, a, it's been a little while since we had like a fully uh, sold out tournament. I guess uh, the last one would have been NAIC, mm-hmm. but it's only been the ICs where we've had full, uh, fully sold out ones. So, yeah. Cause I think, what was it last season? I think uh, Hartford was the biggest one we had in North America regional wise. 
Yeah, I yeah. still don't know why, because I grew up in Connecticut. It's not the most exciting place. But, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just because it was close to like Pennsylvania and New yeah. York and Massachusetts, I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, a feeling yeah. LA is going to be the biggest one this season. So. Oh, yeah. Within North America, um, yeah, if you, if you don't count uh, Mexico as part of NA and their qualifier, because they always yeah. have like that Mexico qualifier. They always mix like, up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like two fifty six yeah. for their like like right away, right? They always sell out. Yeah. But yeah, I think LA could be probably the big one for this year, which will hopefully be fine because I'll be com- trying to compete at that. Yeah, hometown. Yeah, yeah hometown, home, right? Home hometown, <laughs> yeah, ish, yeah, hometown now. Well, <laughs> yeah, hometown where you're living, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> A short drive. Um, do you have plans to kind of compete in any of the tournaments this year, or kind of at the moment just just trying to judge as many as you can? Um. I feel like I'm still trying to go to as many as I can. Like I'll staff at any tournament I'm asked to, and if for some reason I, I don't get selected to staff, then I might consider compete competing. But yeah. right now my main goal is just to help staff and keep growing these events because yeah. they're getting there. We're we're starting to get a little bit more consistent with like the quality of the events, and mm-hmm. but there's still some improvements that can be done, and hopefully we can just. Uh, keep once we get to that that point just keep them running consistently well right mm-hmm. but we've had some bad experiences last season on the floor and season before that wasn't very good either and we don't yeah. need those to keep start creeping up again <laughs> yeah no yeah definitely I, I think something good to also like revisit is what are some things that you notice from i guess like last year of judging especially maybe in the beginning till now that like have been kind of some quality of life changes for on the on the judging side or just like in the ruling side in general for pokemon go if you could speak on that like um i would say one of the biggest differences is that now we actually have a pokemon go tournament handbook Mm -hmm. we did not have that for about half of last season so we were kind of just we were kind of judging via the the vg handbook because that's Mm -hmm. all we had (laughs) wow that's a that's that's interesting because it's a little yeah. bit different. Than <laughs> yeah, the like there's some similarities, and obviously they they made some go with specific rules. But now that uh, we have the actual handbook, because there's someone special upstairs that's been working very hard on that stuff at, po- at Pokemon for that. So now we have an actual handbook, and it's constantly getting updated with uh, possible game issues, and mm-hmm. it's becoming more molded towards Pokemon Go and not being so cookie cutter towards VG like it was at the start. So I would say that's the biggest thing that's changed for us now. Yeah. I, how I do they... Like also... um, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, how do they address the... Um, or how are they addressing um, things like, uh, you know, mechanics or maybe new bugs and stuff like that? Like, are those things... Um, done with like judge input where if you know if a new mechanic comes up or if like a new bug comes up someone will be like yo we need to include this in the handbook or is it just something that is at the judge's discretion oh no things get updated uh there is a uh there's discussions that happen behind the scenes about that stuff but uh it takes a little bit of uh like for example, if it's a mechanic update, if it's intentional, cool. But if it's unintentional, it takes a little bit of time for that for everyone to figure out if it's intentional or unintentional. Because you know, Niantic loves to hide things and not explain <laughs> things right away, right? But uh, as things become, I guess the the usual norm, the handbook has been getting updated, which has been very nice. I know. Um, and of course, this is a lot on our podcast. He. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> what's what's the thing one. you always say after? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell Pete. I'll let you say it. <laughs> Day one stream with no problems challenge. Always <laughs> failed, bro. Always <laughs> failed. Um, and honestly, this is something that like, you know, Caleb's tried to explain it, but I don't feel like the explanation is... He doesn't like my acceptable because because it's not an explanation, <laughs> okay. right? Like I don't understand why every single tournament has problems on day one that are fixed on day two. Because I'm Toronto thinking was like, actually pretty solid, though. I feel like Toronto. Um, I think that I'll, I'll say this: uh, yeah. I, that that kind of sounds like a last season problem. No, because, no, uh, Brav, I've been counting. It's been happening this season. <laughs> but you know what? This is this is the thing where um because one of the things I was wondering, right? Um, is yeah. you know during last season i would see judges like yourself and king going to multiple um tournaments and you know it seemed like you were identifying certain issues and then you know integrating fixes into like the future tournaments and it, it looked really good yes. so then I, I, this is this is also why i'm still confused by there's still issues to this day because i'm like you guys 100% you know like you you know you most likely know uh, how to fix issues or you know that sort of stuff um and then you know a majority of the time by day 2 it's actually fixed so obviously someone knows how to fix them but i'm like well why why is it not happening right at the beginning you know why is it taking the entire first day and then only happening in the second yeah i would i would love to know the answer for that too uh Tournaments this season, like, it seems like the prep work is being done ahead of time, like, mm -hmm. properly, for, for the most part, because we, we've been able to run some good tournaments. Last season, I would say some of the, uh, the reason why we had some issues last season, because just because I, I feel like everyone was still learning, because I'll put it this way, Pokemon Go is a very particular game uh, when it comes to internet and tech. Like, it's so reliant on the internet. And sometimes you can think the internet is good, but then when, like, it does, it, some people in different positions will say the internet's good, but then they don't realize it's not good until you start playing the game. And, and then you can kind of go, see, we told you, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's what I told you. That's really was like, frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's like the, the organizers are like, like you know, or like the the venue people are like, hey, our Wi-Fi is clean, right? Like, don't worry, like yes. you know, sign the contract. And of course, they're always we're giving you the best. Good. Yeah, we're giving you the best. Yeah. And then you know, you show up. Yeah. Even my guess is, if you all play tests on the Friday before, right, like the day before the tournament, which starts, we do, you, you, yeah, yeah, and and you might not see as much. But the problem is, you can only see so much because there's only so many judges. You can't simulate all like you know, two hundred something players competing and using their phones, and also like. Other people connect to the Wi-Fi as well for for VG and et cetera in in, in the stream network, right? To to kind of simulate and exactly stress test it, right? Exactly, and I feel like uh, everybody has learned a lot from last season, especially the, the few failures, especially from last season. They've learned a lot, and now mm -hmm. I feel like we've come up with a very good formula of what exactly we need to have these tournaments run successfully. And that seems to be implement, being implemented each time and again and again and again. So hopefully it stays that way. Like, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm going to knock <laughs> on some wood here. But uh, yeah. we've been on, I feel like we've been on a pretty consistent role, especially the last three tournaments or so, mm -hmm. where we haven't really had any issues, uh, I guess, internet-wise. There's been some minor, uh, like, there's always going to be a few minor hiccups, but we haven't had anything catastrophic, which has been amazing. 
and hopefully yeah. we're on the right path for that to continue. Yeah, and I feel like some some of it's like unavoidable if it's like a Niantic bug still like with the best internet. Ugh. Like I still get like the no charge will show up sometimes in GBL where I'm like, well, if it's happening now, like, it could probably happen at like LAIC easily, right? So that's like yeah, like that could happen anywhere. But again, you could have like the best internet in the world, and that's mm -hmm. still gonna happen because unfortunately that's a Niantic problem and not even like a venue or internet problem, right? <laughs> so Toronto specifically, if I recall had like very few disputes and issues at least on stream was there anything that yeah. like was done differently at that one than previous ones i know like one thing is probably they were running the iphone 15 the newly released iphone 15 on stream right which maybe yes. contributed to the smoothness yeah so they were testing the iphone 15s in toronto uh, I, I have no idea of when or if we're ever going to get those phones completely on the floor. Like no, no idea if that's ever going to happen. Cause I do know that, uh, they invested in phones last year, iPhones for the, the tournament circuit last year to upgrade from the Androids, which was a massive quality, a quality update there. But, uh, yeah, they're experimenting with the iPhone 15s. And, uh, I think the main reason was because they could be uh, hardwired into internet whoa because uh because of the usb yeah because oh, of the usb c okay. drive yeah because uh iphone got made to make all their phone uh, cell phones yeah. the same as everybody else's right so that gave them the option to hardwire which is something which i think they might be on to something i would love that to see that coming in the future honestly right? yeah that that could be game change. Like I I hadn't thought of that in it yet, but that could mm -hmm. actually be. Game well, that opens up a lot of scenarios, right? Because mm -hmm. now you could possibly on the floor have all the stations set up on the floor with hardwired phones, right? Right, just like VG, like just like VG and their docks are, right? Yeah. Like that that opens up a world of possibilities for improvements in the future. I no idea when it's going to happen, but hopefully sometime soon. Like I feel like it would be huge for us. Yeah, Anacor, day one of Toronto, pretty smooth, right? I know you usually have the the complaints. I'm trying to think, but, but maybe because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't complain, maybe uh, maybe there was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you only yeah. you remember, only remember the bad moments, not the uh, not the good. This is this, this, <laughs> nah, this, is, how the, was, this yeah. is how the algorithm people are. They only remember the bad moments. Was there any bad moments in Sacramento? I think <laughs> yeah. Sacramento was pretty smooth as well. Nah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, Toronto. Maybe you're right, yeah. But I'm pretty sure every other regional prior to that, <laughs> yeah, I've come onto the podcast the week after and been like, "Breath," yeah. you know, I, like yeah. I, th I think at Toronto, if I'm thinking back, I think the only thing was one turn desyncs, which like are just, that, I guess, a part of the game. You know? So yeah, uh, yeah, they're on they're an unfortunate part. An annoying, annoying, unfortunate part of the game. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a very difficult thing too because I know Dijon was saying that um, he had to rule on a few of those. And yeah. it's a very difficult thing to rule on because obviously it's impactful, but then at the same time, it's kind of super consistent that it's going to happen, right? Um, yeah, yeah the, 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 those are hard to rule on because like, we're all players at the same time yeah. when we understand. Right. So like we just try to the best of our abilities, make a fair rulings when we can. That's that's uh, that's, uh, that's what we strive to do. Right. Yeah. There's um speaking of rulings, too, there's currently, to my knowledge, not really like a death win rule. Right. Like where like you no. should have won a game. Are you able to share like what you 
personally would prefer in that situation or um yeah well it play pokemon in general doesn't have a death win rule even when it comes to tcg rvg okay. like uh it's just not something they usually do mm-hmm. but for my opinion on it i would be open to it because it's especially for pokemon go because there's some game breaking stuff that can happen occasionally that can rob people of wins yeah but i feel like it would it would be hard to implement because i don't feel like everybody has that ability to make those calls mm-hmm. especially like uh, like especially if you're a new judge on the circuit like i do th- i feel like it would have to be like written up in such a way where only people in, s- in certain positions can make those decisions uh, yeah. uh, like i call the head those judge rulings. for ruling. yeah. yeah yeah exactly but it's it's complicated because like i said like play pokemon doesn't have it for any of their other games either so like right. i don't envision it ever happening do you know what's mad is i think rise fully ruined the opportunity of no, I, I was just about to say that no no don't. <laughs> Dude, that's just like a one in like a million occurrence right no, like you shouldn't write off a rule just because yeah, rise occasion threw a shadow ball on a knockdown mirror when he could have won with just a surprise right yeah, they just tapped the wrong side. That's all he did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If my charge move buttons aren't showing up, like, hey, do you know what? Yeah, I, you I'm better assume sure, I'm pressing like, the right move. I, I've watched enough Law and Order. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like you know when you go into a courtroom, you can use previous cases as <laughs> reasons for you know to support your argument yeah the, the so u.s the u.s legal system is very flawed right yeah, i put it oh, that way i mean it, it exists you know so you, you, you're gonna get people using the rise you know i quote rise to occasion 2023 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah oh my gosh that was uh that was amazing for content purposes. But, uh, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. He'll, he'll never live that down. He, he probably still lives <laughs> it every day. <laughs> Infamous, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a... Yeah, what an interesting time. Yeah, I would personally love to see something like that, but, you know, it's it's tough, right? We all want the game to work the way it should, but it seems like at least some yeah. people have... Like, I'm thinking of specifically, like, Dijon or, like, Mountain Dugon two prime examples of at least on stream conceding yes. the win they got instead of instead of uh, instead of doing the rematch that they should have done just saying you know what mm-hmm. i'm gonna just concede uh the win to my opponent and give them the win because they should have won right and i think um hopefully those kinds kind of like sportsmanship examples you know kind of continue and give people ways to kind of work around the rulings in some ways right until if if death win eventually comes but before then these are ways kind of some ways to kind of honor some of that sportsmanship and uh yeah exactly like those are really nice to see because like uh, like being a judge we're not allowed to ask the player to concede like yeah we could say you're allowed to but our ruling is a rematch Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's all we're allowed to say right so like it's totally up to the players they don't have to like Mm -hmm it's it's tough like uh like because like there's money on the line and stuff too right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh the players that that are able to like to do that like it's something special (laughs) yeah i think i asked anacor if he'd do that too he said uh depends on where he is in the grand final <laughs> lucky for him brisbane's not getting streamed so any any yeah, shady yeah, tactics yeah, you want to do no one's going to know no one's gonna know you know i need to, I need to hit up avrib or uh, yakovovich or something fish on he'd be like yo what, what did anacor do to get this win 
<laughs> that's mad that comments. you're assuming it was uh, it was foul play before the tournaments even started. You know, you know that's the first thing that's going to cross my mind when you're in <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> what do you do, Interbloom? You tell me. <laughs> uh, that's uh. Yeah, that's yeah. no, I think most, yeah, that's true. Most of the time, bruv, I'm not going to lie in it, yeah. Like, the way I only really, mm-hmm. like, processed the uh, the prize pool the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oh. I think even before that, yeah, maybe my answer would have been, like, if I'm not qualifying. But now. Yeah, there's, there's some good money. <laughs> hey, prize pool, not bad, <laughs> you know. Like, for LAIC for uh, internationals, 5,000 oh, USD that, for that first uh, place. Do you know what? I've seen people fight over like 200 pounds in it, yeah, fully in the streets and everything. So, what do you mean? Yeah, people right. fight over like five bucks on the streets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you go. You watch you enough go. like yeah. random clips on X, you'll know if yeah, people yeah, fight yeah. for nothing. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was that old world star in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like top eight at a regional, like if you got seventh or eighth, it's still like seven hundred and fifty USD. Yeah. yeah. Like lots of boost like boost effects yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like you can easily like pay for another yeah. regional trip with that money, right? Mm-hmm. Cycle it back in and go to another one. Like that's not the well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Like you could sell the top eight map for some yeah. money too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's a it's cool decent, souvenir, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's a lot on the line. So again, watch out, everyone in Australia. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're charging buttons, don't pop up. You should have won. Just, just just don't think about your next team already because you know it's going to be a rematch. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you know be. you're playing that next match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, be carrying a Wi-Fi jammer with me. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't incriminate um, yourself too much on here <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah when you win this is these are all things that people want to this is on the internet forever you yeah know? exactly they're just gonna take your comments out of out of context and uh, uh you'll be canceled soon um, so uh, by the time this episode comes out it will literally be like depending on when you listen to it but it's the week of leic essentially and yes. so what are um I guess I'll ask both Anacor and Pete this, but what are kind of some of your expectations of LEIC, the players, the meta, just what's going to go down, right? Who, who you got taking it all the way, right? All right, Pete, you uh, go first. Well, <laughs> um, I'm just going to start with Pokemon or like meta decks. I, I expect to see Claude Sire on at least two of the top eight uh, teams. Like I, I think I'm gonna shoot uh, shoot my shot there. I'm gonna I think Claude Sire is gonna be on at least two of the top eight, but uh, we'll wait and see. Okay. <laughs> what yeah. about you? I mean, okay, so Pokemon wise, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh Claude Sire will definitely be prevalent. I think you know what, if we look back at last year's LAIC, um I think Toxapex would have been released maybe one tournament prior, but they were definitely the first people, or maybe like one or two tournaments prior, something like that. But they were yes, definitely the first yes. people able to bring it to success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think generally, you know, the creativity and willingness to try out some of these other picks in Brazil is quite good. But also, we've got Mr. 100%. Yeah. Linda, hard Jeffy. Who and the thing is, he never shies away from using something weird. 
right? So uh, well, let's, let's talk about Paulinho tattoo. That's even he goes. Oh yeah, yeah, that there. is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. He he's, <laughs> he's on like another uh, scale. Scorpion pepper. If uh, yeah. I forget, he's eating the habanero. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. So we have some of the you know most talented spice users there, I'd say. Um, yeah. But also generally, you know, two hundred fifty-six uh, players is capped out. Um, I think everyone realizes that they, obviously, you know, with the CP system, that this is probably their best opportunity, um, you know, to bank a lot of CP, even if they don't do amazingly well. Um, So I think we're going to see tons of amazing players. And also, do you know what? The thing is, I think also last year, LAIC, um, that was the first broadcast... um, I want to say broadcast Latin American, uh, I guess met broadcast Brazilian um, tournament. Um, and there'd only been two Brazilian tournaments prior to that, both of which had like around 30 players. So not that much, you know? Um, yes. But now, now, you know, we've, we've had a whole season. We know all the players. We, you know, we're we're a lot more aware of who the hard hitters are. I think last uh, last LAIC there were some names where personally I didn't recognize them, and they've yes. proven to be you know huge uh, since. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see. You know, you what the top re- cut looks like. Yeah, you got to remember too that LAIC last year was one uh, one twenty eight. Yeah. This year it's two fifty six. Mm-hmm. So it's double the double the size of, that it was last year. So yeah. there's going to be a lot, a lot more battlers that we didn't even get to see last year taking part this season, That's which true. is going to be really cool. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. Even Curitiba, yeah, I was like, when I was looking at the bracket, I was like, bruv, this thing was stacked from not even top cut, yeah, like group stage semifinals. Yeah. It was already stacked. I was like, these are some insane matchups, you know. Um, so yeah, add some add some other Latin American players into the mix, because uh, mm-hmm. I imagine I imagine a lot of uh, the Chileans they got about last year. They were they were mm-hmm. traveling a lot last year, so I yeah. Imagine, uh, a lot of I don't think um, El El Chase not going. Unfortunately, I was like, I want to see uh, this guy yeah. running this Pokemon for once. <laughs> but I just want to see some cool spice. That's all I want to see. I love when people can actually run spice successfully because yeah. I love to try to run spice, and I'm not successful most of the times. But I can always admire someone. I can always admire someone that is right. Mm-hmm. So like like yeah. like Magma like Man, Man in Toronto. Oh my gosh, yeah. that, oh. that was that was wild. That was so much fun. And he was like literally. Two bait moves away from, from, <laughs> yeah. from going to grand finals. <laughs> yeah, I know. If he didn't bait, he might have been in the finals. He might have yeah. got a rematch. But it's uh, funny because he didn't bait like all like tournament until until those two moments. But I get it. That's a, yeah. That's a tough he, spot. he regretted those baits right away. He regretted those <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good sport about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, so. My prediction is actually so. I got two predictions. Either one. Okay. J. W. Naldo takes it all the way again repeat laic champion he clutches up right like he rises that would be impressive that'd be that'd be a huge storyline right or two i I think our draft is really good too but like to repeat like an undefeated streak like something that that's (laughs) tough right on an international level it's like it's like saying wadash going to win worlds right like we all know he's capable but like the odds of him doing that he came really close too i was doing that super (laughs) low right uh still um 
Or my second prediction is, is actually a straight up nobody. Like not nobody, but like someone we don't really know well. Right. That like is under what the do you, like what, is the, what are the chances someone, you think an American like, might steal it? Ooh, that's a how great question. How many Americans are going that, that you know? There's a couple. I don't know I how don't many. Know, I don't know of too many. Nighttime Clash and Buckeye Fitzy are the two that come to mind. I don't know. If yes, those are the two that going. come to my mind. Yeah. 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 Oh, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think I think the Brazilian competition is too much, bro. Too do you think it's even going to be a Brazilian? Or do you think it's going to be someone from Chile? Or I think top eight think, last year in LAC was all was Brazil all too, right? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. it? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, but but they are they definitely have more representation at the tournament. Yeah. At least course. last year, right? Yeah. Probably yeah, this yeah. year too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think yeah. a non-Brazilian will definitely make it to top cart. So we're talking top sixteen this time, right? So I think yeah. maybe yes. maybe like two to three non-Brazilians will. I think Marco's going. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He's yeah, not yeah, been Marto, on a great yeah. streak in play Pokemon. Recently. I mean, uh, it's tough. I mean, competition at last time is is strong, and also know, on top of that, like they don't have as many tournaments, and yeah. on top of that, he's probably not going to every tournament, so yeah, yeah, he can't yeah. go the arrow strategy, right? <laughs> well, and the guy, yeah, the arrow, yeah, the arrow strategy by volume, right? Yeah, yeah. playing tournaments yeah. by volume. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I think uh, I wasn't on the podcast at this time, but there there was some. Uh, issues let's say at, at mexico city right so yeah yeah uh, just did, did, did not pan out so but speaking of marco too there's probably going to be a lot of 7-eleven other 7-eleven players going yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Eomero, yeah. andrew mejores yes so it might have a yeah. strong chilean and mexican uh representation probably a few peruvians as well i i feel like a few of yep. them did travel a bit uh, uh who, who do you have in mind like javier um javier he, what Javier V20, I think is his name. Oh, okay, so okay. He, like, uh, he was one of the ones who, like, uh, came, like, one to two spots from qualifying, both in 2022 and in 2023. Mm. Um, okay. Do you know any Europeans going? Any Argentinian players? You probably do, being um, a, a Argentinian. Oh, wait, wait. Are, are wait, Blue Marlins Brazilian? Oh, oh, oh. oh Blue, um, Blue Marlins are Brazilian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Marlins are Brazilian. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of Blue Marlins going for sure. I don't know. Um, I actually don't know which, but yeah. yeah I don't know about Europeans, though. There. there might be a few that show up. Yeah, that'd be interesting. No it's one a long time. Huh? You actually what? Anacor? What was that? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear? I, I just like every, everything went mute for like <laughs> for a minute. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah, yeah for, for uh, you might not know this, Pete, but Anakin is uh, usually the crux of all tech issues on this podcast. It's not. It's never the guest. It's never the host. So Honestly, I'm surprised it's not me because me and <laughs> yeah, tech usually don't it's mix too well. <laughs> I think he literally crashed the last uh, episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's the youngest one here, but he's the he's the biggest boomer, actually. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see if any um Europeans show up too. But that'll be okay. So, how about this then? Do you think there's of the uh, of the top sixteen? Do you think there's going to be any non-Brazilians in the top sixteen? Yeah. I oh, think like two or yeah. Three. Two. Yeah, that's not a lot. Uh, but I think, I think just two or three. That's a safe yeah. guess. I think yeah. I'll put I'll put I'll put five. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go four. I, I think oh, they're okay. gonna go four. All right. 
Oh, you yeah. got a sandwich though. <laughs> it's like if we're talking about yeah. pieces, right? You're you're you picking the middle category. <laughs> you gotta be on point for this one. <laughs> when you two went first, I just slid mine in right after. Right? Yeah, usually the strategy <laughs> sandwich me and go with six, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's I think six is a lot. Yeah, six six would yeah. be a lot. Um, so we briefly mentioned Klotzar too. We usually have like a what's a tea segment. So this is my question for yeah. you all too, because everyone was talking. I mean, if you're anywhere, even remotely on x slash twitter for like the past month you'll know uh the drama cloud siren it's um oh yes you know the yes. uh the move update uh etc and what it has or doesn't have nerfing yeah yeah, yeah nerfing yeah <laughs> uh it stirred up a bunch of controversy so uh we're the the moment we're recording this is about like a day or two days after community day so we've seen it kind of in action now in go battle league or at least i have um and mm-hmm. uh everyone listening obviously will probably as well so what uh well what's your personal take on cloud sire actually p if you don't mind sharing like did you think the nerfs were necessary would you have rather seen it with poison jab and surf and all the other stuff or um i could understand the poison jab the like taking away poison jab Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't it feels clunky without a bait move Mm mm-hmm like uh, to, to me, like I played with Claude Sire a little bit today, and it kind of feels like Quagsire before Mud Bomb. Right, right. That it feels exactly the same as like Quagsire used to, right? Because it doesn't have a bait move. So yeah. like I, I, I kind of wish they kept it with Surf. Like I can understand why they got rid of Poison Jab just because it's a bulky Pokemon with a heavy hitting fast move. But mm-hmm. honestly, if they just left it with a bait move, I think it would have been a lot better. But yeah. it's still a good Pokemon. It's still it's still a very good. Does Pokemon. it still have it's acid not... spray? I mean, I think acid yeah. spray no one's really going to use. But does it have acid spray? Yeah. I don't know. I think no or is my TMs are playing. Bruv, this is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Isn't it? TM yeah, issues a whole different I, situation. I've built two Clodsires. <laughs> yeah, just so I don't have to TM between them. It does have acid spray. Yeah, I've got one on Stone Age. One. On yeah, spray. but acid spray is useless with no fast move pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the pure bait. I mean, it. Hey, someone might be cooking in LEIC. It's like leaf leaf tornado superior, you know? You never know until it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Though, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so that that makes sense. So I think a lot of people would definitely agree on that. And you know, maybe we'll have a water pulse buff down the road or something. Or I mean, I guess it's never too late to give it surf, right? Um Yeah, like so I don't know if surf would make it overpowering. It would just give it a bait move, which would be nice. Yeah. Cause yeah. now you're left like you like if you don't count acid spray, like the lowest energy move is fifty energy. Mm-hmm. So you're baiting with sludge bombs, which just feels awkward, right? Yeah, yeah, I got. Yeah. It. I don't mind it too much like that, to be honest. I think uh, it's very bulky, a though. bit like Cresselia. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like it's bulky enough where, you know, how much do you really need the pacing? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not that much, you know. Uh, like it still functions pretty well without needing, you know, ten less energy. So. Yeah. No, and and it could take a and it could take a couple hits. Like mm-hmm. nothing can one shot it. So like it can last long enough to get get some moves off. So yeah, I think. Uh... So speaking of Clot Sire, I, yeah. I think it's still very usable. Yeah, obviously with Surf it'll be good. Um, how so? Top cut in Brazil for LAIC will be top 16 if i'm not mistaken yeah it should be as far as yeah. i know yeah P- predictions on how many teams make the top cut with the clot sire on it out of the 16 oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with 
I'm gonna go Ooh, five. This might be bold. I'm gonna go with a strong nine, a little over half. I was about to wow. say ten. You gonna say ten? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, I uh, genuinely I guess... think it's like useful enough that it's worth. Yeah. I think people are gonna struggle team building with it right off the hop. So I don't know if you're gonna see that many, but I I'm going I'm going with five. I could be way wrong. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll know. I guess we'll know by then. But I don't feel like that many people are gonna bring. Yeah, it's uh, my other hesitation is also uh, Latin players are definitely a little more creative and spicier, so they're not gonna maybe yes. find as much meta stuff. Which I was like, eh, well, look at carving. Yeah, right. Like besides Toronto, hardly anybody used carving, right? Right, and it's been available for a while successfully right too. like carbink yeah toronto was a carbink invasion but besides that it wasn't mm. that carbink didn't exist right yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty hard to run carbink right now at gbo i tried it last night and it was uh, not a fun time <laughs> yeah not when everybody's anti uh cloud sire right now oh. that means you're kind of anti yeah uh, carbink at the same that's time. the problem yeah <laughs> most of the cloud sire counters are also carbink counters and on top of that yeah. there's a bunch of cloud sire as well so it was, yeah, it's um, just impossible <laughs> Yeah, I was put Vicky away for a while. Low at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm so far ahead of you. <laughs> um, Shots fired. Yeah. So I, anyway. you know, what? I think one thing about uh, Claude Sire and I guess Quagsire at the moment as well. Um, and there was some other mon, but I forgot what it was. Um, is we're now getting into a point where certain mons have multiple viable movesets that you actually have to um you know pick what you're going to go with in accordance to what your team needs because i think yes. um you know with the clod sire obviously you know mudshot stone edge and you know poison sting sludge bomb are going to achieve two different things they're going to mean that you're weak to different things as well mm -hmm. um and with mm -hmm. an open team sheet environment um it's as an opponent as well you'll be able to assess and be like okay well this would you know this one of my mons would normally be maybe stone edge clod sire but it's a sludge bomb one so now this one's actually stronger or something along those lines um and i think it's really cool because again in something like vgc you have these different options where not one is necessarily completely better than another it just depends on what you need and what situation mm -hmm. you need it for um yeah. and i think that's going to be really cool where we eventually get to a point where it's like maybe less about you know oh how many different pokemon you have on your team but it's like well mm -hmm. okay well how many pokemon use this moveset versus you know that moveset and that being you know the actual difference yeah. i think that's quite interesting uh, actually, we forgot to mention this earlier too. I mean, we mentioned it in a previous episode, but this is also going to be the first like big tournament yeah. that has open team sheets and HP yes. reveal, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Is it already on the local level like that? No, it doesn't go into effect until LAIC in general. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. That's yeah. So that uh, that update starts effective uh, LAIC. So okay. after, uh, like, once LAIC fires up, then locals will be the same, and so yeah, will yeah, be regionals yeah. and everything. Well, I yeah. guess at the time of people listening, this that's, uh, all like pretty much settled because <laughs> yeah, yeah. this yeah. will be LAIC week. But that's that's going to be huge too. I think for, um, the just the strategies in the meta too. 
what what are your thoughts on open team sheets and also specifically the HP reveal, Pete? Because that I don't think anyone's uh, really asking for, but it's a, it's definitely an interesting switch up for sure. Yeah, I like I like the open team sheets because mm -hmm. uh, it, it puts uh, less emphasis on the team checks uh, from uh, from a judging aspect. That puts some of the emphasis onto the players because you got to be paying attention to like what you're playing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it also makes it even for some players. Like some players are gonna obviously play on stream early in the day, and uh, everyone's gonna know their move sets, right? Or or people talk like when you're playing in a tournament, you're always talking to your friends. Oh, hey, you played that guy, like like so on yeah. and so on, right? Like there, now there's none of that. Was there ever and, a and rule it, behind that? Like where like let's say. Let's say me and you battled on round one, and yeah. the intercourse about battle you next. He comes up to me, or he like battles you like you know sometime later today. He'd be like, "Hey Caleb, I know you battled Pete earlier. What, what was he running on his cloud side? Like, is there a rule to stop him from asking me that, or was that kind of just like?" I there there isn't really an official rule. Like, if you're doing out in the open, and I notice you guys are talking about somebody else, I would probably come over and have a discussion with you guys. But mm -hmm. realistically, like what you guys talk about when you're just sitting in the crowd or getting ready yeah. for your next match is none of my business for the most gotcha. part. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. But now at least we uh, there's really no need for that too, which is nice. Yes, it's going to be nice to see. It makes just just an even playing field for everybody. Like, mm -hmm. uh, if you look back at BG, they didn't really like it when it first came out either. But everyone's kind of used to it by now. Mm -hmm. Like, it 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 doesn't. So you're not going to have the element of surprise really anymore. So now you just you kind of just need to look at your team and figure out how they work together, mm -hmm. right? Which is kind of how VG and TCG work. Like it's not just one Pokemon battling. It's like how your deck works together with the Pokemon you have in your deck, or your team of four works with their abilities and their move sets. How they work together in unison, right? So hopefully that'll be a little bit more emphasis on that for your when you're building your team of six for Go. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I like it. I think, uh, yeah, because we never had it for grassroots tournaments either, right? For still, no, we didn't. Stuff, Everything. So... It, it, yeah. yeah, it was always an element of surprise. <laughs> so. so, so across the board, I think it's going to be adjustment. Outside, like I think the uh, APAC lease and stuff too, because they they were pretty much running open team sheets already in their qualifiers. But yeah, they're just yeah. a whole different beast over there. <laughs> yeah. They just do everything their own way. Yeah. <laughs> like Which you, you see hate. these qualifying. Yeah, because they had like yeah, a I wish... and then, like a double elimination, like top or like yeah, like they, they yeah. they're already doing like pre qualifications. Yeah, yeah like yeah. over there, I'm going. It's, excuse me, pre qualifications. <laughs> like, why not just host a regional, <laughs> like, yeah, and give somebody an invite? Like, you could play in these pre qualifications and still not even get a chance to play in Worlds, which is just like insane to me. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish there was a a little bit more consistency with that, like uh, like a worldwide consistency instead of like one part of the world gets to do it one way and then the next, the other part does it differently, but maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't say for sure. Right. But the general um, feeling I get is that on the, like on the TPC side, they kind of sort of just like hand off the, the task of you know hosting these things and, and stuff like that yes. just sort of like you know palm it off and be like okay well look we need two qualifiers from these country this country this country this country this country yeah go sort it out um and then as a result you've got a a tournament organizer who like has just been given just sort of generic rules do you know what i mean you know and it doesn't necessarily yeah, seem like they they put enough effort in 
uh, or like mm. there's enough care about it. It's more like, well, okay, get it done and go, you know. Um, and maybe maybe it's just because I guess they don't make money from it, right? So maybe, yeah. maybe they don't care as much. But um, it is a bit of a shame. I, I do wish, uh, like you said, I feel like it'd be nicer if there was more consistency, mainly for the players as well, because mm-hmm. the player experience in TPCI tournaments is way better than... It's way different. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, they just have way more TPC opportunities ones. too. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you're in India, you get one tournament a year and that's it, one yeah. and done. So you better... Well, it's also just a completely different way of battling. Like uh, in the APAC region, you're battling remotely, like the, yeah. like the old Sylph yeah. days. Right, like here in North America, you got to come into a different building and sit at a table across the, mm-hmm. uh, looking at your opponent from across from you. Right, it's completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very different. The mad thing is, as well, is that actually it probably would cost way less to host regionals in these countries because obviously, you know, the cost to like rent out a venue or something like that is going to mm-hmm. be comparatively lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. but the and size would be small countries too because. For yeah. them to just travel to the location won't be as expensive too exactly, as yeah. flying across the U.S. or something for a lot. Of yeah, it's crazy how much it costs to travel in the U.S. Right? Yeah. And, you, and then you look at like people in Europe that travel around for a fraction of the cost and they're going, yeah, that's why your tournament is <laughs> <Yeah>. bigger, right? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you flew from Europe to Australia just to fly all over the place in Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Of course>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you yeah. knew this, Pete, but um, I looked at a map and uh, Australia is like the same size as the United States. It's crazy. I thought it was way smaller. But like, I'm like, why is it so expensive to fly around in Australia? And they're like, dude, everyone lives on like the coast and you're just flying across the whole country like every single time. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. such a shame oh, as yeah, well. So to... yeah. The uh, Australian circuit, there's three regionals. I previously thought that they were going to announce a fourth, but it turns out that they chose to only do three just and you so flew over there just bigger. to steal their <laughs> championship points. <laughs> a European. Hey, I'm still registered in the UK, so yep, at the you're very stealing least... them. You're stealing their points. If you place first, you steal away an auto qualifying yeah, spot, at, right? At the at the very least, <laughs> I I ain't going for the travel awards, you know. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you're taking away a whole world spot. They they have no travel award to use if, if you put on the spot too. A recent ago. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry, Australia. It's a it's it's a free dub when you face Anacor, right? <laughs> <laughs> it should be better. Um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of time. Um, anyway, uh, I think um, that's about it for all the questions I had. Do you have any additional questions for Pete Anacor? Um, no, I think I covered most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. At the time this episode comes out, uh, I guess we'll we'll probably we'll probably see each other. We're probably already seeing each other already, Pete. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> if, uh, if yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it feels weird saying that, but yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, when do you fly out, Caleb? Uh, so I leave. Uh, so the two I I leave the Tuesday of the week of LEIC. So I get okay. in at like. Uh, well, actually, I I pretty much land on Wednesday of LEIC because. Because uh, it's gotcha. like I, I, yeah, it's an evening flight, I guess. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I actually uh, I fly out on Friday, so like. The oh, the you're gonna be here. there like a long time. Yeah, I'm going a few days early. I'm gonna go uh, do some sightseeing and stuff. Sick. And, nice. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's Make a a bit, uh, I was able to get a few extra days off work, and then uh, and then I'll get to work and hopefully uh, 
run, help run a run a good tournament. Well, enjoy your uh, vacation beforehand too. I think that's the best way to do it, is vacation beforehand, then work, and then because because after working you might just be too tired to to vacation. I don't know vacation. Yeah, but then if you're actually vacationing, vacation, then you're relaxing too. True, right? true. Yeah. That's a good point. I think <laughs> yeah. if you're competing, you want a vacation afterwards. Because otherwise, well, it's yes. what if you're bummed about your your performance? You know, then you've That's got like, a whole. But then you're too re- vacation. To but you're too story. relaxed before if you're on vacation. Yeah, yes, like true. yeah, you just start slacking off and you're not yeah. practicing and you're getting sloppy. And, yeah, <laughs> this is why I don't compete at the big ones. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about this. Um, but I I want to say you know thank you not only just for joining us on the podcast but thank you for everything you do for the community and for the official championship circuit as a judge too because I feel like um, even though people thank judges from time to time, like I feel like you still all don't get the credit you deserve and stuff. So, um, you know, happy to have you on and, and hope others, they see you, they could share their gratitude as well. And um, hopefully maybe they'll go down a similar route down the road and, you know, work with you too, which would be cool. Oh, I hope so. We could definitely use more staff. And uh, honestly, like what we get to do uh, is a lot of fun and uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but uh, it, between me and all the other judges on the circuit, like we really do enjoy it. And that's the main reason why we do it. Like it doesn't matter how hard we work. We just want to keep helping this game grow. Yeah, definitely. Oh, speaking of helping the game grow too. I know um, yesterday you weren't able to record with us because you're hosting your own local tournament too. So doing a lot of yes, I was as well, nice. which is really yes. dope. Um, and actually this, this was just news today too. By the time you all hear it, it's been out for a week, but uh, there's going to be local tournaments in Europe now coming up soon right yes. when you left too Anacorn man you, yeah, you're making you, you, yeah, 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 yeah we're kind of I've got a bit of a habit of this I'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, 2022 season yeah I left for holiday during literally the period where all the regionals were happening <laughs> and like I come back and it's whatever, like, yeah. Yeah. that sounds like poor planning <laughs> I know, yeah. 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 the thing is it just yeah it is poor planning yeah you uh, also yeah. uh you also left partly cloudy London yeah, for weather boosted concert yeah. community yeah, yeah. in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have weather boosted at all. We had three hours of just regular uh, whoop response yesterday. It was fantastic. Oh, that's oh, man. I'm so that's jealous. Mad. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, I uh, luckily for us though, they uh, for everyone December that remix December community day is around the corner and. I, I, it better not be sunny in California. I'm <laughs> I literally considered yeah, driving well, out an hour yesterday to somewhere else on the chance it might not be a sunny day. <laughs> I decided against it. You know. Well, who knows where you'll be that weekend too, right, Caleb? Because that's a Arlington weekend. So yeah, yeah, or San Antonio. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, San Antonio weekend. Like I know I'll be there. I, I don't think you you know yet what's going on with you, but yeah, like wrap to wrap up day will be in Texas, so we'll have to see what the weather's like there. <laughs> oh yeah, we are the the weather giveth and weather taketh. I will say that. So, yeah. uh, well, anyway, thank you for joining. Uh, wish you the best of luck at LEIC as well. We hope for a smooth show. I know. Um, yes. If there's any any issues on day one, and of course we're going to say it on our very next episode. But Rev, uh, I'll be the first person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. yeah, can I just say, uh, is, I miss I forgot to do this last last episode. Yeah, uh-huh. but Brev, whoever you need to tell, yeah, to get rid of those flipping animations, yeah, <laughs> catch, just just tell them. He's I not beg, a fan. I beg, please. 
Please. Which yeah. animation? The, the, you oh, know, the, like the one hit like KO the or the catch animation on stream, KO. right? Oh, you, okay. The, those are a bit cheesy. Yeah. They're so those cheesy. Are a bit cheesy. Yeah, so and of course, cheesy, yeah. And of course, they're on the soapbox. Nobody asked for them. The first one. Nobody asked for them. No, I'll give you that. They are a bit they are a bit cheesy, but I hardly ever get to watch the streams. I just I literally just noticed them in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What is that? The, when they I think you weren't at Sacramento, right? That was the only one you like that I'm aware of that you, you didn't do. So you're watching that one from home? Oh no, were you Oh no. Or was no, I was European watching one? uh Lily. Oh yeah, that's what uh, yeah, yeah. So you've been to all the North America ones, yeah, yeah. So it's a yeah, exactly. I almost never get to watch them at home, so like yeah, yeah. it's usually the European ones I watch from home. Yeah. So. <laughs> but even in Lil, they put the the animations on. I think they only did one hit KO, but maybe they did catch as well. But uh, I don't know. They're they're, they're kind of cheesy. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> they need to. Yeah. Whoever needs to. Whoever you need to tell. They need to go. Well, also, if anyone you know, on production slash TP side listen to this podcast. Yeah. Just if they no every single time. course, if they do listen to the podcast, they really don't care about your opinion because they've definitely heard you complain about this for like five episodes straight. So, so if if they don't listen to it, your best hope is they don't listen to it so that maybe one day they will hear your complaint and take it. Into yeah, consideration. That's true. That's true. But if, if we might have some regular TPCI listeners, and there's like. Dude, this guy should keep complaining. But I, I'm, I'm keeping this in just to hear him complain about this even Bro. further. <laughs> yeah, just in spite of you. Yeah. Just can't win, man. Can't win. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see if they have some new animations. You know, oh, a, a peekaboo animation in the LAC nah, that bro. could be pretty dope too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've got a plan. Yeah. What's your plan? Okay. Your so, plan? Uh, uh, to, I guess the the viewers the um. LAIC is also being broadcast in uh, Spanish and Portuguese. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, I feel like the English animations are not very inclusive of the Spanish and Portuguese <laughs> audience, and so should be get, got rid of. So. Oh, okay. Or what, what's what? Another um, proposal is uh, instead of saying catch in English. It says yeah. catch in English, then catch in Spanish and Portuguese, all <laughs> sliding across the screen at the same time, just so that Bruv, we got all yeah. the languages covered. <laughs> at this point, just get rid of the screens completely. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just have like audio, audio. description on the thing. Yeah. yeah, old school like radio listening to sports, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Shoutcast is really gonna have to work on their play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a great time! All right, well, we'll we'll see how that shakes out, but uh, yeah, I know Anacor will be complaining about at least one thing after I see. Is my guess <laughs> maybe? Do you know what? I I I, I hope yeah. that I don't complain about anything. This is what okay. I hope. Well, hopefully hope you're just complaining. People. I hope. I hope for the game. I hope there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. Hopefully you're just complaining about those little subtitles that say catch. Yeah, and, yeah. Hopefully that. You know what? Also, th- that too. That too. I agree with that. Yeah. Obviously. They still need to go, yeah. but if that's the only thing I'm complaining about, then not, not the worst case scenario. I'm that's a happy guy. Yeah, I'm a happy yeah, guy. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but thank you all for watching. And if you're listening to this right when the episode drops, be sure to tune into LEIC. It'll be on po- twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go. And my guess is twitch.tv slash Pokemon on that Sunday for Championship Sunday. That's my guess. Yes. Usually that's how it yeah. goes. But it should be a good time, and like I said, either, either JW Naldo or a random nobody who we don't know. <laughs> They're about to be a hero. So. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you all next time, and peace out.